0: Hello, and welcome to Tales After Dark. This is a podcast that will be filled with scary stories and diving deep into the world's most treacherous cult crimes. Many of the paranormal and let's not meet scary stories heard here are from articles I have found on Reddit. Author information and usernames will always be included in the show notes below each episode. To submit a terrifying tale of your own, please email stories. Dot talesafterdark at com and make sure to follow you backslash podcast on Reddit for Tales After Dark fan subreddit information this show is brought to you by the MW Network and produced by me your host Emma Don. do you have a podcast or show idea of your own? for more information on the MW Network visit themommywines.com Tales After Dark is made possible by our sponsors, the Home Bookkeeper Masterclass. Looking to create a life of balance and financial freedom? Check out how I was able to ditch the 9 to 5 grind and spend more time creating and doing the things I love by becoming a Home Bookkeeper. More information on the Home Bookkeeper Masterclass can be found on my company website, edjconsultinggroup.com under resources. Zaya Active. What's better than curling up in a nice pair of leggings and your Tales After Dark merch sweatshirt and listening to a spooky tale? In my completely biased opinion, not much. Visit myzaya.com backslash emadon for premium and affordable men and women's active and loungewear. And make sure to check out the Tales After Dark merch store on teespring.com. If you are a brand and would like to sponsor the Tales After Dark podcast, please get in touch at stories.talesafterdark at gmail.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Fragments of old memories splattered on the back of my eyelids, a fuzzy kaleidoscope of images from the past. Cuddling with mom under the blanket after watching the animated Aladdin movie, asking her about genies, feeling her warm fingers on my forehead, gently falling asleep in her embrace. Little me could never have imagined that the lovable blue-skinned creature that hissed out of an ornate lamp would one day kill her mom. "A degen? I asked. "A genie, like in the movies?" Uncle Barney chuckled. Yeah, well, this one certainly is not helping you become the queen of some mystical kingdom. I spent the next several minutes grilling him and dad about the deejin that was after me. They didn't tell me much, however, simply because they just didn't know. They were stumbling around in the dark, and if it hadn't been for Uncle Barney's old drinking buddy Liam, we would have been completely blind. It was a total coincidence that Uncle Barney ran into and became friends with a bona fide monster hunter at a dingy bar. Liam, who was grieving the death of a friend at the time, proved to be a godsend, a lance of lightning streaking through the darkest night. Based on the feeble evidence presented to him after a drinking binge, he quickly surmised that we were dealing with adhesion and prescribed some countermeasures. The fence outside the tree stump within it the talisman around my neck and an old curved dagger with a silver pummel tucked away in the waistband of dad's jeans the only thing that can hurt it we had it all courtesy of liam does that state your curiosity m'lady uncle barney asked stifling a yawn because it's getting quite late It's already 3 a.m. We should all catch some sleep. Yeah, I replied. 3 a.m.? Dad asked, surprised. Wow, I almost forgot. He pulled me in for a hug. Happy birthday, Sierra. What little sleep I got that night was plagued with the most horrid of nightmares. I was in the woods outside. It was nighttime. The forest floor was dappled with pale moonlight that silted down through the tiny gaps in the thick canopy above. I was running, running like my life depended on it. Jumping over mossy overgrown roots, hurtling through dense underbrush, twigs and fallen branches cracking and snapping under my bare feet that splashed in the muddy mosses, I ran. With sharp thorns of needles slashing my calves open, I ran and I ran until my lungs burned and my muscles began to cramp, and I ran some more. I could feel something was following me, soundlessly slithering along in the shadows that slipped around the wet tree barks. A terrible monstrosity gained on me with the relentlessness that could only be described by something not bound by the laws of nature. I couldn't see it, but I knew it was there, stalking me, hunting me watching me with a thousand red eyes nestled in the dark, sopping leaves of the dense thicket surrounding me. And so I ran, my legs pumping like pistons. I ran until I felt like my life was going to escape out of my mouth. That's when I stumbled upon the clearing. It was barren, barreth of all vegetation, like the very land was cursed except for the small patch right in the middle where a dense grove of lightning struck trees grew out of the ground like a gnarled blackened fingers of some demonic entity. But it weren't the trees themselves that drew my attention, but what was splayed out on top of them. As the branchless trees grew skewered, they bent inwards, towards the center of the grove until their tops wove together, and on this uneven lattice rested the naked and mutilated corpse of my mother. A swarm of flies hovered over her rotting body like a black cloud, descending every now and then to suck away at my mother's ripe, rotten flesh. I could smell her, even though I knew I was dreaming, even though I knew it wasn't real. I could smell the stench of death on her, and it made me wretch. I woke up with a start. My heart pounded and my body ached like I had just ran a marathon at my top speed. The white sheets beneath me had darkened with my sweat. What was that dream? Why did it feel so real? Was it the Dijin messing with my head? If so, then why did he choose to show me this? I twisted my body and prepared to roll out of bed, blinking furiously as the sunlight shone off the lake and stabbed at my eyes. I looked at my phone and saw that it was already 10 a.m. Touching my talisman to confirm that it was still indeed there, I got up, yawned, and trudged to the bathroom. After splashing my face with water and quickly brushing my teeth, I hurried downstairs, the smell of eggs and bacon wafting from the kitchen, having reinvigorated my tired body. I smiled as I saw Uncle Barney in front of the stove. There is something endearing about watching a big bearded man like him in an apron, sacheting around in the cramped kitchen like he belonged there. Dad was seated at the dining table, slathering jam on his toast. Hey there, birthday girl, Uncle Barney said in his usual gruff voice. Hi, I replied as I slid into the chair next to Dad and wishing him a good morning. So, I said, drumming my fingers on the table, how long until breakfast is ready? Uncle Barney playfully jabbed his spatula at me. You must learn to be patient, little dragon. A chef needs time to create the perfect meal. Well, in that case, I began. I'm going to go outside and have a look around. What? Dad asked, swiveling his neck to look at me. Why? Because I just saw Mom in my dream? I didn't tell him that. Bad idea, I know. But I knew that if I told him... He wouldn't let me set foot outside, and I really wanted to, to see the spot where I had imagined the lady standing and screaming the night before, to check and confirm whether the fence was still there, to try and see if my gaze could pierce through the dense woods and spot the grove where, Mom, no, I definitely couldn't tell him that, no way. Dad furrowed his brow, okay, but stay on the porch. I nodded, grabbed a slice of bacon off the plate when Uncle Barney wasn't looking, eating it as I made my way outside. It was bright outside. The sun was sucking away the water that had been clogging the ground. Puddles were drying up, their edges cracking with the heat. Even the stump with the Arabic carving, though soaked to the core, was starting to lose its moisture. The air was warm, fresh, And made my skin tingle pleasantly. I grinned, stretched my limbs, gazed at the still intact fence, and froze when I saw a figure walking next to it. It was a woman. I narrowed my eyes, shielded my eyes from the sun with my hand and focused. My breath hitched when I saw who it was. It was Mom. She was gliding over the grass next to the fence with as much grace as she always had. She was glowing, like she was draped in sunlight itself. Her yellow sundress shimmered with each step, her long, dark hair bouncing on her shoulders playfully. Oh my god, I whispered. She twirled like a dancer, brushed her hair behind her ear and walked running her hand over the now dirty white sheets tied to the barbed wire she was so beautiful so flush with life unlike in the dream where she was cold pale and rotting tears pooled in my eyes mom i found myself saying her head shot up almost like she'd heard me she bent over the wire squinted trying to see who it was that had just called out to her. I sucked in my breath when she spotted me. She was looking right at me, right at me with her honey-brown eyes. A smile danced on her lips. Her face relaxed into an expression of such peace it warmed my heart. My mouth dropped open as she brought her arms up in front of her and gestured for me to come to her. It was a sight I was so intimately familiar with. How many times had I gone running into her arms when she spread them out like that? How many times had I fallen asleep in there, listening to her whisper sweet nothings into my ear as her warm hand gently patted the back of my head. My body lurched involuntarily and I took a step forward. I never got the chance to say goodbye to her. She was taken from me in such a cruel and abrupt manner. Another step and I felt the splinters of the wooden steps biting the soles of my feet. There was a voice gnawing at the back of my mind, telling me that this was really dangerous. I ignored it. Another step. Grass tickled my feet as they dug into the soft dirt. It should be fine, I told myself. I'm just trying to get a good look at her. To try and capture her beauty with my eyes. Sear it into my memory. Permanently. Another step. I was halfway between the house and the fence. I could practically smell her. Just a little more and I could reach out to touch her too. Another step. My leg bumped into something. I stumbled. Looked down and saw that I had just hit the stump. My brain felt fuzzy. Legs wobbling. I flopped down on the stump. What was I doing? This seemed to be quite reckless, didn't it? Was I doing this for my own validation, or was Adesian dragging me out like the Pied Piper? I wanted to get close to Mom, but there were alarm bells going off all over my body, rattling my bones, trying to jolt me out of the dream-like trance I was in. Sierra! I could hear someone calling for me, but it sounded distant, like the voice was dropping down from the top of a tall building. Who was it? Was it Mom? scalp tingling with sweat i raised my eyes at her her lips were moving but no sound came out what sierra i felt heavy hands on my shoulders and my heartbeat boomed in my ears sound suddenly exploded around me i hadn't even realized just how silent it had gotten the chirping of the birds rustling of the leaves and dad's labored breathing all rushed to my ears all at once oh it was dad who was standing next to me his hands wrapped tight around my shoulders Sierra, we need to go inside now he looked terrified shooting glances at mom out of the corner of his eyes so he could see her too Yes, yeah, sure I muttered as I took his clammy hand Uncle Barney had already laid out breakfast for us by the time we went back in I saw what happened out there That was really reckless he said as we sat down to the dining table dad cupped his hands on his face and took a couple very deep breaths I didn't say anything just grabbed a glass of water with my trembling hands and took a sip it was starting to hit me now how close I'd gotten to leaving the safety of the fence just a few more steps and how could I have been so foolish You can't be this careless, Sierra. Uncle Barney scolded me. The more you let yourself be exposed to the Dijon's hallucinations, the more you become susceptible to them. If you keep doing this, soon you won't be able to tell the difference between what's real and what's not. You're practically inviting that bastard into your head. Yeah, yeah, I said. My head bowed in guilt. It's only a matter of one mistake, one misstep, and... Lay off her, Barney, Dad interrupted. She gets it. I'm just trying to look out for her. You're adding to the stress. I'm reminding her of how dangerous the situation is, Uncle Barney insisted. Dad looked bewildered. You think she doesn't get that? God damn it, Barney, she just lost her mother. You really think she wouldn't be affected by it? Even I almost passed out when I saw her out there. I know, I know, I'm just... I had a dream last night, I said, and they both immediately fell silent and turned their attention towards me. Mom was there in the dream. The words flooded out of my mouth as I rambled about the horrible nightmare I had. Both of them had a deer-caught-in-the-headlights look on their faces by the time I finished. Whoa, Uncle Barney exclaimed. It can even invade your dreams? Dad's eyes flitted around as he tried to make sense of it all. The Dijon showed her that nightmare to make her feel despair, to get her at her lowest point, at her most vulnerable. Seeing her mother like that, he knew it would take a toll on her. And so he used that vulnerability against her, showing her what Zoe used to be like in her prime, to get her guard down and have her leave the barrier. carrot and stick approach. Uncle Barney whispered, Jesus. He tugged at his beard forcefully. We need to stick together as much as possible. Dad nodded. Yeah, I don't know why I let her exit the house alone. Another result of the Dijon's manipulations? I don't know. What do you think? What I think, Uncle Barney sighed, I think we've been severely underestimating what the Dijon is capable of. We need to be more cautious, way more cautious. Dad nodded thoughtfully and then focused on me. Sierra, honey, I'm sorry for saying this again, but please, please be careful. I answered with an eager nod, but I wish I had told him to listen to his own warnings instead, because if he had, then things wouldn't have gone to absolute hell later that day.